Hey, here we go with five minutes. So we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting verse 6. And it says this, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. Now, this remember, this Deuteronomy is Moses' last speech. I mean, he's talking to the new, the, the newest generation, the young ones that are going to get to go into the promised land. He's not going to get to go in with them. But he's telling them, hey, God's going to start this work in you so that there's a reason. Here's the reason why God is going to. And let's look at it from a New Testament era, a New Covenant uh, understanding. God's going to change you in order that you can what? Love him with everything you got. Out of everything that God wants, he wants us to love him. That's his priority. And the reason he wants us to love, uh, love him is this, so that we can love the Lord your God with everything. And then that, here's the next reason, that why do you want to love God? That you may live. Friends, when you start looking going, okay, so love the Lord your God, what, what do I get out of it? You get to live. I mean, that's really what it is. You have life. And it shows when you go down to verse 19. Watch this. Therefore, choose life. Choose life that you and your offspring may live. Now, when I looked up that word life, we're in verse 19, it means this, just some descriptives of what that uh, word means in the original language. It means living alive, green with regards to vegetation, flowing, fresh, lively, active, reviving, sustenance, maintenance, revival, and renewal. Guys, that's the kind of life that we're invited into. It's not just about existing and making it to heaven and then we're going to experience real life. We'll know fully and we'll experience the fullness of what God meant when, when we're with him. But even now, God wants us to have a first fruits, like this first taste of what it's like to have this new life. And guys, it starts with loving God. But even before it starts with loving God, it actually starts with God changing us. God initiates I've said this before, the reason that we know that we know Christ, if you have a relationship with Christ, is because God initiated that relationship. And you get to verse 20. Loving the Lord your God. Let's jump back to the middle, middle of verse 19. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, holding fast to him. Watch, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Now, here's the part that really hit me. One, looking at the word life in verse 19, that stood out. I thought, man, this is, it's not just I'm going to live. It's this quality of life that God wants me to experience. But also this idea that I could love him, I'll obey him. Why? Because he is your life. God is our life, or at least he's supposed to be. So I remember looking at this going, okay, God, what is in my life that is has superseded you. I don't want I don't want to find my life in anything else that's not rooted and grounded and completely uh, reliant upon you. I want it all based on you. He says that he for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell. I looked at that word dwell. It means to remain, it means to sit. And here's one of the words I've used over the last couple of years because I think we're called to this to abide. Abide. That we get to abide in the land that the Lord swore to your forefathers. And I would say, apply this to New Testament, apply this to relationship with God. We get to abide in Christ. We get to abide, be in relationship with God. We get to sit with him. Friends, this is so powerful. At least it was a powerful moment for me a few days ago when I read this. Friends, I just wanted to pass it along. It goes with Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
When Paul says, the whole reason for my existence, and there's a part in chapter 3 where he says, I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection of the dead, we say, oh, that's what he's about. No, that what he wanted there flowed out of Philippians 1.21, because the heartbeat of Paul was, I want to know Christ. And so that's all, I mean, that's all my time for this. And we're right at about five minutes, but I just wanted to invite you to keep watching, if you want to, for another five minutes. As my cousin Megan, as she's gone through the loss of her husband, she explains the, the thought, this idea for to me to live as Christ, to die as gain. She's worked through that process through this loss and what it really means and what she really thought about it before losing her husband and what she's come to believe since then. And so I've done my five minutes. If you want to be done here, great. But I highly recommend just continue to watch it for another five minutes and just be blessed as you see a woman of God who's honest in the process of trying to figure out, okay, what does it look like for to me to live as Christ and to die is gain. Friends, love you more than you know. Have a great one. Um, I read these verses on the Thursday before he passed and it says that for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain if I am to go on living in the body this will mean fruitful labor for me Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through my being with you again in your boasting, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me and um, the day before he passed I was telling him about this passage and I told him I didn't understand it <laughs> I told him that I knew something was probably wrong with my heart because I didn't want to be with Jesus in heaven <laughs> and I looked at him and we were setting up our house for someone else's birthday party which he loved I don't know where Lana is, but he loved that. And I said, does it get any better than this? This says that it does, but I don't actually believe it. I said, look what we have. And I was like, you, you work at a hospital helping people. I get to share Jesus and you get to come with me and our boys get to see him. We have two unbelievable boys. Does it get any better? And he didn't answer me. <laughs> and then he passed. And the first day all I could think about was this verse. And it made sense. And it was the first time I think in my whole life that I didn't want to be here on earth anymore. I had never experienced that before in my whole life. <laughs> I've always wanted to be here with all of them. And so I wanted to be in heaven, but not just because Randy was there. I wanted to be in heaven for the right reasons. So the verse is this, for, me, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain.
Randy's experiencing the game now. And so I know my part is to live is Christ, and that's your part too. And it was so funny, he never pushed me into anything. He would always fight me to grow or to anything. And the only thing he pushed me into was a doctorate program. And I was like, why now? It was right um, this fall. And it, my doctorate program that I'm in is about spiritual formation. So it's how to become like Christ and live. It's basically this, to live as Christ and to learn how to lead other people to do that too. I studied the word remember in the summer and I realized, and one of the first questions I had when all this happened is, I don't know what to do now. What do I do? And I thought about remember and the power of remembering. And when I studied what it means in the Bible, it means to turn and then act on behalf of the person you're remembering. So I imagined us. So wanna know what to do now? I actually know. Because Philippians 1 has to live as Christ, to die as gain. If, you do, if your life hasn't been given to Christ, it's time. There's nothing more he'd want for you than, than to give your life to Christ. That's it. Um, Eugene Peterson's interpretation of Philippians 2, the chapter that comes next, says this, and it summarizes Randy, and it ends in a beautiful way. It says this, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. And here's the best line. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. So let's do that, church.